Brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. This is what he proclaimed One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove descending upon him, And the voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. People were rightly horrified to see dramatic and frightening images from the nation's capital this past week. The assault on the people's house, the intimidation of elected officials, the deaths that occurred is devastating and infuriating. And there's justifiable outrage and condemnation of such an unprecedented attack. But one of the responses that many expressed and repeated in the wake of all this that really stood out was, this is not who we are. It's understandable. We don't want to be in any way connected with such extremists. So saying that is one way to try to distance ourselves from some really ugly stuff. But one of the problems is that that's not completely true. Those sentiments demonstrate a a lack of self-awareness of ourselves and who in fact we are. Because the evil that took place on Wednesday didn't just happen. And it's not just an isolated event or limited, limited to one political position. Sadly, commentators and politicians are are less likely to pause like they may have in the not-so-distant past at these, these flashpoints and point to our treasured freedom of speech and, and encourage calls for more dialogue, for respectful debate, and then ultimately unity. Instead, almost immediately, the blame game Calls of hypocrisy were being leveled even as grave police officers were still putting their lives on the line to try to prevent any further death or violence or destruction. This is not who we are. 
far from Washington, D.C., the name-calling, the finger-pointing was taking place coast-to-coast, mostly online. A friend who was a rabbi rhetorically asked in a post on his Facebook page, is it worth losing relationships over politics? To which someone wrote back, depends on with whom. That was just one example that was simple and not profane that could be shared. Angry, divisive rhetoric, which comes from all political vantage points. And just a reminder, whenever you encounter something divisive, the devil is not that far away. Well, that was being shared and amplified and leveled in ways that seemed way too easy for people just to simply type, press enter to. The hard truth, this is who we are. We are broken people. We are easily tempted. We have selfish, self-centered impulses and desires. Those are realities. They're ugly realities. They're not things that we boast about or are proud over. They're things that if there's any desire for holiness, we hate about ourselves. And even if we don't desire holiness, we probably still hate about ourselves. We just don't know why. They're the things that we recognize as ugly and destructive, especially when we see them in other people. They're the things that we can deny are within us. But the truth is that that spiritual battle is ongoing within each and every heart and soul. Yes, we were made and created in God's own image. But way too often, way too easily, we forget that about ourselves and about one another. That, in short, is why this, in fact, is who we are. The good news is that we don't have to choose to remain that way. And that is at the heart of the celebration of the baptism of the Lord. This is one of the celebrations that closes out the the Christmas season where we've been celebrating how God becomes one of us, comes to be with us, comes to save us from ourselves, from succumbing to sin and to death. Here, in this moment before Jesus is going to begin teaching and preaching and healing, what does he do? He's baptized by John. He doesn't need this baptism, which was more of a spiritual bath, more of an act of repentance. But he gets online. As God has become man, Jesus has stepped into our human experience. And as he goes to the Jordan, Jesus encounters people who are very much aware of who they are. John the Baptist had been preaching and calling all those sins out, pointing out the the hypocrisy of his day and age among the Roman government overlords, among the Jewish religious authorities and teachers, among the people themselves. John had been telling them that the God of Israel, the one who had made covenants with Noah and Abraham, the one who had given his commandments and parted the Red Sea through Moses 
and was constantly offering his people a way out, a way out from sin and death that they kept succumbing to, was going to offer a definitive and final and in fact the only way out. The only way to receive the, the redemption and the salvation that instinctually they knew they needed in his son Jesus. Jesus, that one to whom John had prophesied, whose sandals he felt unworthy to loosen, goes to the Jordan River and he meets the people awaiting his redemption. Jesus goes to be with them in their need and shows them they don't have to choose to remain where they were. If they wanted to confront who they are, broken and in need, if they wanted to become who God had created them to be, who God called them to be, then they needed to heed the voice of the Father identifying Jesus as the beloved Son with whom the Father is well pleased. They needed to follow him so that they too could become beloved sons and daughters of themselves. And so do we. The very idea of baptism changed by Jesus entering those waters. Jesus Christ is baptized not to be made holy by the water, but to make the water holy. And once we've experienced those waters ourselves, we were made new creations. We were claimed for Christ by the sign of the cross that was traced on our foreheads. We were washed clean of the original sin which had defined and diminished and disabled humanity since the fall of our first parents, Adam and Eve. And then we were raised to the dignity as we were anointed as his priestly people. The baptism of the Lord calls us to remember God became one of us, but not to leave us here wallowing. We have the grace, we have the ability to become more than who we are and to who God calls us to be, his beloved sons and daughters. That generous, that eternal life-changing gift was entrusted to each of us personally on the days of our baptisms. We don't see or hear a lot of people acting that way which is why to steal a phrase again, and I'm gonna keep repeating this over and over, what we're doing here is essential. We need the constant nourishment of God's word in these scriptures. We need to take and eat the food of eternal life, Jesus's body and blood in the Eucharist. Mass continues to renew our life as the baptized. And then on going from here, we need to live as beloved sons and daughters out there in this crazy, messed up world of ours by how we speak, how we treat others, particularly those we disagree or even hate, how we care for others, especially those in need. Because when we do that, it invites others, invites them to acknowledge their own brokenness and need. Invites them to ask if they truly believe they can be saved by a government or an elected official or some social media platform 
or different figures on them that's pontificating and screaming. It invites them to experience the authentic transformation they seek by only listening to God the Father and who he calls us to be.